Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Irvindale. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Christ Jesus. Join Pastor Mike as he teaches through the Gospel of Luke. At Luke chapter 1, and we're going to read verses 5 through 13, and then we're going to skip down to verses 18 through 25. In the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah, and he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statues of the Lord. But they had no children, because Elizabeth was barren, and both were advanced in years. Now, while he was serving as priest before God, when his division was on duty, according to the custom of the priesthood, he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. Zechariah was troubled when he saw him, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. Verse 18. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. The angel answered him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. And I was sent to speak to you and bring you this good news. Behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time. And the people were were waiting for Zechariah, and they were wondering at his delay in the temple. And when he came out, he was unable to speak to them, and they realized that he had seen a vision in the temple. And he kept making signs to them and remained mute. And when his time of service was ended, he went to his home. After these days, his wife Elizabeth conceived. And for five months, she kept herself hidden, saying, Thus the Lord has done for me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among the people. Let's talk a little bit about the context of today's reading, the backdrop. We discovered last week that Luke was determined that he would write a a well-researched, documented account of the things that God was doing in real time to bring his redemptive plan uh, to man. Verse 5 of Luke chapter 1 begins that account, and, and Luke begins it by laying out the historical backdrop for Theophilus. Luke says, what I'm writing about to you, Theophilus, Uh, It took place, these things that I'm about to tell you, they took place when Herod was king of Judea. Now that means nothing to us because that was 2,000 years ago. Probably most of us know almost nothing about Herod or the Herods, okay? Uh, But it meant a lot to Theophilus because Theophilus was living in the time frame. And so he was there, and he understood what was going on in the region and politically uh, for the people. So for us, I want to take a few moments to paint the picture so that we understand what Theophilus would have understood by just knowing that these things happened during the reign of Herod. 
So here are some of the things that we know about that time frame. Israel itself was in a time of prophetic silence. Uh, That is to say, God was not speaking to them. It had been 400 years since God had spoken to his people. He had had 400 years prior shut up the windows of heaven and refused to give communication. And so the people were languishing for the word of God. It was a time also of Roman occupation and a new group of, of regional rulers had come on the scene who were called the Herods. Now, Herod is not a personal name. When you see that in the Bible, you're likely to think that that's his personal name, but it's not. Um, uh, it's a title. And, and, and that word, Herod, means hero warrior or the song of the hero. And so this, this title gets passed along to several other people. Uh, it's not just for the first one. Uh, the first of the Herods was known as Herod the Great. And he ruled over the Jews for 33 years, and uh, that would have been from about 37 down to 4 B.C. Now, Herod the Great was not Roman. I found that interesting. But rather, he was an Edomite. You say, well, who are the Edomites? Well, remember uh, the story of Abraham. The Edomites were descendants of Abraham through Isaac. And remember last week I said that if they were descendants through Abraham, from Abraham through Isaac, that meant they were Jews. Well, here's a little catch. Although the Edomites came through Abraham and through Isaac, they were not Jews. Uh, the scripture tells us that Isaac had twin boys, Esau and Jacob. Remember that Esau sold his birthright as the firstborn to Jacob. This resulted in Jacob becoming the one through whom the Abrahamic covenant would flow. So the descendants of Jacob, they are the ones who became Israel. The descendants through his brother Esau became known as the Edomites. And as was true at their birth, if you go back to Genesis and read about their birth, there was a struggle even there. And throughout their lives, they were constantly at odds with each other. This did not stop throughout history. The Edomites and the Israelites were constantly fighting against one another. And it's because of this long-standing conflict that Herod felt the need as he began to rule over Israel uh, for the Romans. He felt the need to ingratiate himself to the Jews. And he did many things to try to win their favor. For example... He conducted a lot of public works projects to make sure the Jewish people had employment and had good pay. And one of the biggest projects that he undertook was the rebuilding of the temple. And so the temple of that age was because Herod the Great funded the project. Twice, he lowered taxes. Hey, that's enough to ingratiate yourself to anybody, right? And then, during a great famine that took place in 25 B.C., He personally had the golden objects that decorated his palace, many of them melted down so that he could take it and use it as money to buy food for the poor. Now, he sounds like a pretty nice guy, if you ask me. And because of this, some, some of the Jews uh, uh, were ingratiated to him, and they formed a pro-Herod political party that became known as the Herodians. 
Now, the Herodians, which are mentioned in the New Testament, along with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, were constant opposers of Jesus. We'll see that down the road. Now, juxtaposed to his good side, Herod also had a very dark side. Herod the Great was uh, known to be very ruthless. He was jealous. He was insanely paranoid about any thought that anyone might try to usurp his authority and rule. Case in point, Herod had his wife, his brother-in-law, his mother-in-law, and several of his own sons murdered to protect his throne. I don't know that it was ever in jeopardy, but he was insanely paranoid. And so he had these people killed to ensure that he could remain in rule. It was Herod the Great who also killed the Jewish children. After Jesus was born, remember, the wise men came looking for the king of the Jews who had just been born. Paranoia. And he begins to try to find, those, find that child. And when he couldn't find the child, well, we'll just kill all of the male children in this age frame and probably I'll get him. So this is the historical back- backdrop. This is the backdrop in which God chooses to interject the two foremost players in the redemptive plan that he had created before the world even began. And so we find living out his life for God in the midst of this backdrop is a priest named Zechariah. Zechariah was a common name. It was not special in per, per se. But it did have a very encouraging and special meaning. Zechariah's name means Yahweh has remembered. And we're also introduced in this account to Zechariah's wife, Elizabeth. Elizabeth was a descendant of Aaron. You say, who was Aaron? Well, Aaron was the brother of Moses. He was the first high priest of Israel. Elizabeth's name means God is my oath. And her name, God is my oath, specifically was looking at the faithfulness of God and celebrating his faithfulness. Now, both of their names, while not significant in the everyday ebb and flow of life, become very significant in this storyline a little bit later on. As we continue to learn about Zechariah, it's estimated that there were 8,000 active priests during Zechariah's time. These priests were divided into 24 divisions, and Zechariah was part of the 8th division who was named after Abijah. Now, it's not stated in Scripture, but it's believed that he served in a, in a small village just south of Jerusalem called Encarim. And it's there in Encarim that they believe that Zechariah faithfully served a small group of God's people He represented God to the people and the people to God. Now, as we come to the storyline here in Luke, the division of Abijah had been tapped for their annual two-week service in Jerusalem. Uh, All of these divisions would have a time frame of two weeks where they would gather together and they'd go up to Jerusalem and they'd go to the big house, the big gleaming temple. And for two weeks, they would personally serve God, and they would represent the nation on a bigger scale. And so when we come to this particular place, 
Abijah's division was up there for their two weeks of service. And as was the custom, uh, they were casting lots, which is kind of like throwing dice. It's the chance of the draw, so to speak. And they're casting lots to determine whom among the 333 priests would get an opportunity to actually go into the temple, stand directly in front of the curtain that separated the holy place from the holy of holies, and burn incense before God, which represented the prayers of the people. It was the highest honor that a regular priest could have. Only the high priest had a higher honor, and he was able to go into the holy of holies one time a year, on the Day of Atonement. Many of the priests, because there were so many, served their entire career and never got an opportunity to go into the temple and burn incense before God. But on this particular day that Luke is telling us about, the lot fell to Zechariah, and there's no doubt that he was very excited for the opportunity. Little does Zechariah know that there awaits for him when he gets in there a greater honor, one that will include him in God's messianic plan. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.